Can learning transform your life? This is Impact Learning with Maria Zinedou, a podcast where you will hear personal stories about how we learn, work, and live in the connection economy. Together with her guests, she will teach you to design your learning journey and create the life you want. Hey, it's Maria, and you are listening to Impact Learning. I'm back on the mic today to talk about my journey since I left corporate in 2017. For those of you who have been listening, I have shared 40 years of my journey through 20 years of education and 20 years of corporate career. In episode 18, I told the story of uh, how I ended up leaving my vice president role. Moving forward, I want to share with you what I experienced since 2017 that I left corporate. And this is what I would like to do. I want to talk about 2017, which is the year that I left corporate for good. Then 2018, the year that I went back to school to learn all the things that I needed to create the life I want. And I want to start talking about what I'm doing now as I'm designing my portfolio career in 2019. These three episodes will be published one after the other in September, so you can follow the journey. A couple of things before we get started. What I've learned during these two and a half years is that each of us goes through our transition journey in a very different way. But I do want to share my journey and the experiences that I had and the emotions that I felt because they may help you if you are going through a career transition yourself right now or if you are planning one in the future. Or you might know someone who is going through a transition and it would help them to listen to someone else tell their story. So that's all that I intend to do during these uh, solo episodes that I'm sharing my experience and my journey. Let's dive right in. It's February 2017 and it's pretty cold in New Jersey. I still remember the day that I gave back my work badge and I walked out of the building that I joined in 2001, first time as a permanent employee of corporate America. The emotions that I experienced that day are hard to describe, but they reminded me of how I felt almost 20 years before that, when I took my first flight from Athens, Greece to come to New Jersey. These were mixed feelings about leaving something behind that I was very familiar with and starting something new. Only this time, it was different because I did not know exactly what the next thing would be. Of course, I thought that I would get a new job and I would continue to work in corporate and live my life. I was feeling very overwhelmed. I was sad. I knew I was going to miss my colleagues and my work, 
And at the same time, I felt uh, very uncertain. So the fear started to develop. I felt a lot of tension. I did not know what was going to be next. And I remember that uh, these mixed feelings stayed with me uh, during my drive home on the last day I worked for corporate. When I woke up uh, next morning, I did not feel sad or overwhelmed or worried or afraid. I only felt relieved. Relieved that I was not going to go to meetings that I did not believe we should be having anyway or join conference calls just to listen to people talking about their personal agendas. I was done with all that and it felt really good. At the same time, I did not need anyone to remind me that I had gone through a very stressful time for a couple of years and in particularly during the last few weeks before I left my work. And although I felt relieved, I could sense a lot of tension on my body. So my first priority was to take good rest. Let's talk about rest. Think about a person who has been working at fast pace, usually having dual roles and working on multiple projects. We call ourselves type A people. We don't live in the past. We don't live in the present. We actually live in the future, believe it or not, because we always think about what we're going to do tomorrow, next week and next year. So everyone around me, including myself, thought that I would struggle with not having to go to work the next day. That was not the case. At first, I also thought that I would need a couple of weeks that I would rest and sleep longer and then I would feel back to normal. But I quickly realized that I needed a much more extended break. I needed more time to rest. And most importantly, I needed a mental break from anything related to work. So I did update my CV and I started the process to find my next role, but I was not in a hurry. I remember hearing about not staying, you know, in between jobs for a very long time because it doesn't look good on the resume, but actually I did not care about it. I knew that I had worked very hard for 20 years and that the last five years as a vice president on global roles had been uh, very intense and I knew that I needed a break. And so I gave myself permission to create space and time to rest. Now, just something to be clear here. Resting does not mean sitting on my couch, eating potato chips, watching TV and being on Facebook. These are not things that I do. I did not do them back then and I never do them. Resting means giving myself time to do things that give me joy and help me relax. So I took long walks. I spent time cooking, cleaning my closets, writing and reading books, talking with friends that I had not talked for a while, visiting with friends that I had not seen for a long time. So I did things that uh, I was not able to do at this level before while I was working because I did not have the time that I needed for these things. And I realized how much I had missed these things. Fast forward, one morning, middle of May in 2017, 
I woke up and I remember thinking to myself, this is how it actually feels to be fully rested. It had been more than three months since I stopped working and I had taken it really easy. This is how much time I needed to fully rest. I was very surprised by how tired I was. At this moment, I realized that it was a very good decision to take time to rest. And I'm very grateful that I created space for myself to do the things that gave me joy and helped me relax. At the same time, I realized that whatever the next job would be, I needed more time for myself to do the things that I had missed and make sure that I take care of myself very well. During this time that I was resting, I was also journaling a lot. I was writing every day and I was taking time to think and reflect. Writing is not new for me. I started writing when I was eight years old, when my father died. And I was writing a lot about my fears and the uncertainty without our father in our lives. Later on, my journal became my friend and my companion and my coach that helped me build resilience and recover from difficult situations, but also helped me make decisions. I cannot say enough about how important writing is and journaling is for anyone who is going through any kind of change, small change, big change, it doesn't matter. It's one of the best ways to figure out what we want to do next and make decisions. So one of these decisions was about the kind of work I would like to do next. So I wrote down what I liked about working in corporate. I liked that I had access to resources. I enjoyed building teams and mentoring people and coaching others to reach their higher level. I loved launching new products. Most importantly, I enjoyed solving interesting customer problems together with my teams. One of the most fascinating parts of my work was entering new or adjacent markets or gaining business with a new customer. I also loved international traveling. Not too much, but I really enjoyed it because I liked the exposure to different cultures. I really enjoyed meeting people and working with uh, people around the world. I actually was missing collaborating, working together with people from all walks of life and from different functions. And uh, throughout my career, I had worked with very talented people. So I was actually missing that a lot. So all this were things that I wanted to have in my next job. At the same time, I wanted to stay away from uh, bureaucratic organizations, slow processes, complex decision-making, and personal agendas. That was very clear. In other words, I would like to have less complexity in my daily work so I could devote my time and effort to create impact on people, customers, and business. And so I needed a less complex organization. 
the obvious option is an organization, a global corporation that is of a smaller size because that usually comes with less bureaucracy and uh, a role that would allow me to make fast decisions and move at fast pace. And so this is what I targeted through my job search. I started having phone conversations, phone interviews, and uh, one question that kept coming back to my mind was how different would this kind of organizations be compared to where I came from? Of course, the size matters. The size of the corporation matters. The boss that we work for plays a huge role. The people that we work with and the customers we serve also make a big difference. But in the end, when I zoomed out, the whole thing became very clear. Every corporation, big or small, global or regional, is a system. So the question I had to answer was whether I wanted to rejoin the system. Once more, I gave myself time to figure things out. So through journaling, I unpacked what it was specifically that was bothering me about my former work. And it comes down to one very simple thing. I've always believed in the power of the individual, the person, the leader, who makes decisions to move things forward. The higher I was going in the organization, and the more complex the organizations are becoming, I reached a point in my life and career that I did not want to tolerate that anymore. I wanted to leverage my full power as an individual to create change and make impact on others, be it people and customers and business. Of course, I know many leaders, many talented and wonderful leaders who can do that and they are content with doing that while they are part of the system. It worked for me for 20 years, but it was not working for me anymore. And so the path forward was very clear. It wouldn't be easy for me to go back to corporate. Now this is easier said than done. Change is difficult. Even for those of us who have gone through change and they have learned to adapt quite easily. It's still not straightforward or simple to close a door to make a major career change like the one I was about to make. And to make things more complex, I was continuing to have uh, phone interviews and interviews and uh, actually I was getting some uh, very good job offers that I was considering. And if I took any of these offers, then I would go back to normal. I would have my corporate career and I would live the life that I knew and I had lived for the last 20 years. Everything I'm sharing with you makes it so simple to see it now, what was the decision that I was about to make. But during the time that I was going through all that, I was experiencing a lot of tension and I did not have to deal only with my heart, my brain and my mind. I had to deal with my fear. 
and the fear was very loud. And I'm very grateful for my fear because he has kept me safe and has guided me to make good decisions. But in this particular case, my fear did not like at all the change that I was about to make. So my fear was very loud and very clear. These were the things that I was about to lose if I did not go back to corporate. Sunk costs, status, financial and job security. And while the fear is asking me these questions, I'm asking myself, what would I do if I don't go back to corporate? What would my work be? We can spend a whole hour talking about how to make decisions and how to choose the kind of work we want to do. For this episode, I will keep it short and sweet and talk about the key aspects of my decision-making process. After 20 years of my international career in product development, technology, innovation and marketing roles, I can now advise enterprises and corporations on their growth strategy through marketing, innovation and M&A, mergers and acquisitions. I can also consult with private investment firms interested in specialty chemicals industry. And in fact, in 2017, I started exploring some of these opportunities and I could see that my skills and expertise were in need. Is freelancing sustainable? Based on what I had experienced, there was a clear need for a person with my skills, experience and expertise to work with corporations as well as private investment firms. So this was the kind of work that I was planning to be doing and building after 2017. And another very important aspect of being a freelance advisor is that I get to choose the projects that I worked on and the clients that I collaborate with. And being a freelance advisor will give me the opportunity to design the lifestyle that suits me best. The one that gives me time to do the things that I enjoy and rest adequately. What about the other skills that I developed over the years? leading cross-functional teams, coaching and mentoring individuals, building teams. What would happen with these skills? Would they be part of the sunk costs? Not necessarily. When I discuss how I am building my portfolio career, you will see how I leverage the skills that I developed over the years. So I'm actually repurposing my skills to create impact in a different way that I've done so far. Let's talk about status now. Status is a big one. Would I care if I did not have vice president next to my name? I never cared much about status quo. During my postdoc, I decided to not become a professor and join corporate, and I gave up on the dream and the title of being a professor. And that was a big one that everybody around me seemed to care much more than I did. 
because I was more interested in the kind of work that I was going to do. For me, status is one less thing to worry about. Don't take me wrong, being a vice president is not a bad thing, it actually sounds very nice. And being a vice president in a corporation was something that I really enjoyed a lot. But not because it sounds good, but merely because it gave me access to resources and decisions. Also, being a former vice president helps me a lot with my freelancing advising work. And for that, I am very grateful. Next one is financial security. And for each of us, that relates to the lifestyle we want to have and the money story. So based on the lifestyle that I intend to have and the story I tell myself about money, I don't need to retire as a vice president. So that's the end of the story for me. We can talk about money and my money story in one of the future episodes. So before the end of 2017, I had made three decisions. First, to close my corporate career chapter. Second, to become a freelance advisor. And third, to continue to explore how to make an impact with my work. I had a lot of ideas at the time, but I did not have the impact learning vision fully developed. So I decided to design my learning journey and go back to school to learn all the skills that I needed to be able to create the second chapter of my work and my life. In the episode next week, I will share with you everything I learned, the workshops I attended, the skills that I learned, and how I am creating my portfolio career. That's it for today. And if you are going through a career transition right now, my only advice is to give yourself space and time to figure out what you want to do with your work. When we give ourselves time and space, we allow our intuition to talk to us and we make our fears more quiet. And when we decide using what we know and our intuition, and not out of fear, we usually make better decisions. I hope you found this episode useful. If you enjoy listening to Impact Learning, I would appreciate if you would share it with your friends who are interested in the future of learning and work. You could also leave us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. A new episode of Impact Learning will be published every Thursday. Thanks for listening. And remember, we can talk about learning, we can design it, or we can do both. This is Impact Learning. I'm your host, Maria Zenidu. Till next time.